You're listening to SBS News. 2003 was a big year in many ways. Ronaldo debuted for Manchester United. Here's Ronaldo. Hunt gets tight to him. There was the Space Shuttle Columbia disaster. February 1st, a sight no one in America thought we'd see again. The loss of another space shuttle, the loss of seven astronauts. And at home, a devastating Canberra firestorm that claimed the lives of four people. Numerous houses are alive here. Get me some more help, please. Robert Hill was the then Defence Minister. The government was still doing so many other things. And in some ways it sort of reflects the way... John Howard saw the, the job of government, that you, you'd be doing national security in the morning, health in the afternoon, and then immigration at night. So, so I think that that's... Um, but, the, but the war, 18th of March, is, is probably the thing that, you refl- that one would reflect on most. The war he is referring to is the decision for Australia to join the invasion of Iraq, announced by then US President George W. Bush in early 2003. My fellow citizens, at this hour, American and coalition forces are in the early stages of military operations to disarm Iraq, to free its people and to defend the world from grave danger. Then Prime Minister John Howard backed the call at a May press conference at the President's Texas ranch. Can I, uh, Mr President, congratulate you on the leadership that you gave to the world, uh, at times under very great criticism, uh, at times facing very great obstruction, but you had a resolute, clear view of what had to be done. And uh, we were very uh, pleased and very proud and very determined uh, when uh, the final decision was taken to be part of that. 20 years on, Cabinet papers are shining some light on how the decision was made for Australia to join the so-called Coalition of the Willing. Dr David Lee is a Cabinet historian. What we have in this release are some documents of Cabinet um, and one of those is particularly is, is very important. That's the minute of uh, 18th of March, which records Cabinet's final approval uh, to endorse military action. So that is an important record, probably the most important record in the release. Cabinet also looked at the impact of the war at home, including how onshore protection visa processing was taking the changed situation in Iraq into account and of the importance of sending people back to Iraq when the security situation permitted it, whether they wanted to return or not. But David Lee says the most important revelation concerns a memorandum of advice which Australia used as justification for the war. And so we have in this minute recording how uh, the legal advice has been assembled with cooperation between DFAT and the Attorney-General's Department. Uh, It it, um, reiterates the motive of weapons of mass destruction as being the primary Um, uh, motivation for Australia's participation. Much of the story behind how the decision was made remains untold. Simon Froud is the Director General of Australia's National Archives. He says most discussions on the Iraq war were had with a handful of senior ministers in the National Security Committee. There were only uh, 334 cabinet records um, made during the uh, 2003 year and we have considered 260 of those for this release process. Um, The number of records in cabinet would normally be 
a bit quite a bit higher than that and I think that's a reflection on the fact that um, because of the discussions that were occurring within the NSC um, a lot of records have, have been created through that NSC discussion process as opposed to through the cabinet process. David Lee says many of those NSC records remain sealed. It necessarily did a lot of the heavy lifting in relation to matters of foreign policy, defence, intelligence, including Iraq. What we hope to see in due course is release of those records which will help to give a fuller picture of decision making. Back then, the national mood against the war was palpable. There were public protests taken directly to the president, including by the then Senator Bob Brown. Saddam's regime is gone. And no one. Senator Brown, I warn you. Senator Brown will excuse himself from the House. And there were more diplomatic overtures from then opposition leader Simon Crean. On occasions, friends do disagree as we did on this side, with you on the war in Iraq. Robert Hill says the Cabinet did take claims of weapons of mass destruction seriously at first. It wasn't one day when we sort of opened our eyes and said, gee, that was all, all wrong. The view was that the weapons would be found pretty quickly thereafter. So then, when they weren't found... Then there was this global debate which the security agencies were leading as to what, what had happened to the weapons. I, I guess as the year wore on, we were scratching our heads, as everyone was scratching our heads, as to where, how come the information was, was wrong. Now, the former Defence Minister says hindsight is a wonderful thing. In terms of um, protecting Australia's interests on the basis of the information that was known at the time, it was the right the right call. You know, from my perspective, um, if if uh, we went to war on the basis of the weapons of mass destruction, if the intelligence had been different, it would have been a different situation. Deborah Grawk, SBS News.